I've only called an emergency pod episode once in voice memo history, and there's only one character I would do that about. If there is one thing I will guarantee in life, it is that they will always come back. And guess who the fuck reached out to me? The Engaged Man. If you are an OG, you remember that episode. It's older than a year now. It's called Storytime, the man I was talking to got engaged. And that is basically the spark notes. The guy I was talking to got engaged out of the fucking blue. I'm going to probably be cursing a lot today. Sorry, guys. But once I saw those pictures on Instagram, never spoke to him again, never saw him, neither one of us reached out. And I never really brought it up on the podcast after that because that's someone's engagement and marriage we're talking about. And by no means do I want to get involved in that or put my two cents in. But here we are now. And I had an inkling of this recently. I told my cousins about it. This was like a couple weeks ago. And he changed his... (laughs) He changed his profile picture. It used to be both of them. Now it was just him. And then a couple days later, he posted this like cryptic story. It was like an Instagram reel about trusting your gut feeling, like very bizarre. And he never really reposts that stuff. But literally only my cousins and Liv know this guy's true identity. I tried very hard to be vague for the sake of his marriage, but, but no one really even knows him to begin with. So my cousins think I'm crazy. They're like, he's they're definitely still getting engaged. Like, it's not a big deal. He changed his profile picture. And I'm like, no, I just think it's over. And exactly a week after I said that, I get a Snapchat from him. I'm mind boggled. It is seven in the morning. I'm hungover, lying in bed, and I see this notification. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm still decompressing the fact that he Snapchats me. And then he does it again. So it's like 30 minutes now and I open this, but just like, what the literal fuck? Like, we have not been in contact since your engagement pics went up. All of a sudden, you're Snapchatting me twice on a Sunday morning at 7? Like, please. He snaps me, what do I hit at the gym? I'm sorry, what? Ask your fucking fiance. I don't know. Like, let's address the elephant in the room. What are you Snapchatting me for a year later, out of the blue? And I had to respond for the sake of content in the podcast. I'm always looking out to entertain you guys. But so I replied, legs. And he goes, hitting chest and arms, but I'll throw in a set of legs for you. Please, like, spare me. Is this your way of flirting right now? I'll throw in a set of legs for you? I don't give a flying fuck what you do. Just get out of my notifications right now. You probably had a ring on your finger last week. He's also lying in bed Snapchatting me. Like, is your wife next to you? What is going on? I think the wedding would probably be coming up soon, so I'm assuming it's off. Or, like, maybe he's just trying to get this out of the system one more time, test the waters. Just so bizarre. But we should also acknowledge the fact that he is a 26, maybe 27-year-old man sliding in through Snapchat and asking about the gym. Be fucking for real right now. Like, absolutely no game. Why would I want a man who seems to have all these gray lines with his relationship and marriage anyways? Like, are you? St- he might still be fully getting married. Who knows? But he left me on open, too. I responded, like, that's the spirit with a judgmental (laughs) face, to be honest. My facial expressions weren't exactly friendly. And I kind of want to Snapchat him and be like, are you going to address the elephant in the room? But I also just don't think I care enough. It it might be great for the podcast and just to talk about. You guys can let me know what you think. But I'm sure he'll be back again, honestly. And his intentions are probably just to see if I would answer again, like test the waters, be like, all right, my marriage is over. Let's see if I can still pull Kara. I guess it worked because I did answer, (laughs) but just so whack and kind of crazy. But I mean, I guess we could have seen this coming based off of how we were talking two weeks before his engagement pictures went up. Like 
that's not really a great foundation of any marriage, but you can guys can listen to that episode for more context. That was so long ago. Now, a coworker of mine, he, we actually have a very f- funny relationship. I bother him all day long, but he actually is like a really good guy and he has a very interesting perspective on life. I love telling him things and hearing the male perspective because he just gives it to me straight. It's very refreshing. <laughs> and he commented about my hookup culture episode because I portray myself in a very delusional and airheaded light with him just because I kind of love being humbled. Like, I'll say dumb shit like, oh my god, he viewed my Instagram story. Does this mean he's in love with me? And then I just love to hear what he says. <laughs> but so... I told him to listen to my podcast because I was like, this is like actually me. This is actually my mindset towards things. I don't think you get that vibe from me at all. Um, So I was like, just listen to this. And I sent him that one and another one. We had a long shift one day and we started pouring out our villain origin story. And I told him things that guys have done to me or my experiences. And he was just baffled. He was like, your life is so entertaining. (laughs) Like, this is kind of crazy. But then he was telling me some of the stuff he had done to girls, and I was going off. I was very upset with him because it's just triggering to hear how guys <laughs> think. And basically, after he listened to my episode about hookup culture and my thoughts on it, he said he understood me more and why I reacted certain ways to things he told me about his personal stories and stuff. And it was interesting to hear like a woman's thoughts on it. And he also complimented me about how I owned up to having an avoidant attachment in that moment. I was intimate with the new guy, like I had said, basically just kind of completely withdrew myself and got like scared of building that connection. He was like, your character development in that episode was insane. It was cool how, again, I owned up and owned up to falling into that mindset and how I gained more of an understanding of why that past guy of mine would treat me like that and pull back. And I wasn't excusing either of our behavior in that episode, mine or the guy I used to see, but I mentioned how it opened my eyes to how, after intimacy, that was both of our ways of protecting ourselves and our nervous systems. We were both uncomfortable with that intimacy and had that fear of rejection or abandonment, so we pulled back instead of communicating. So it was just cool, and I appreciated him acknowledging that and seeing that light of things. I definitely have to do an episode with him. Now, there is a new guy in my life. I briefly mentioned him. I'm gatekeeping him quite a bit. I don't know what we're going to call him on here yet or if he's going to get a character name. But I met him while the City Flake was being a ghost. TB to when the City Flake went off the face of the earth for a month. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go see new people. But I'm going to be more vague about him because I'm just gatekeeping, like I said. And my therapist has been a big advocate for this guy. It might be my first healthier connection every guy in the past that I've mentioned she's called out things like right off the bat and she always ended up being right but it just took me months to learn that lesson myself but this one she is in support of and wants me to give him you know more of a chance but this might be one of my more healthier connections because of his communication which is a shocker for guys just some of the stuff he has said has taken me so off guard and been very refreshing. So I'm also going to change some minor details here just for privacy reasons. But he said something one time and he was like, if I ever leave you on red, he's like, I'll get to you. I'll I'll get to your text later. I'm probably just like 
crazy with work. I'm not ignoring you. And I was like, wow, a guy has like never said that before. And he used to have like an anxious or sometimes still an anxious attachment. I appreciated that so much because that just prevents some of that overthinking because he's fully telling me he's not ignoring me. He's just busy. Another time he texted me like, I'm getting on a plane right now. I'll text you when I land. That was cool. Like he didn't just go off the fucking grid for five hours. He told me what he was doing. I don't stuff like that. And something I asked him the very first time we started talking was his red flags. We know I'm blunt by now. I asked him what his red flags were, and he said how he's just very busy for specific months of the year, like for a certain season, and then he has more free time. That was good to keep in mind, but I still got a little bit anxious about him. We'll get into that. So he's also just kind of protective of me, which is cool. I think this is actually the first guy that's ever been made me feel secure in that way. He makes me feel like I'm in my feminine energy. And I was telling my therapist how I'm, like, amazed he texted me things like, get home safe, don't be driving and texting me, or just, like, be careful tonight, blah, 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 have a good day, good morning, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my god, like, this is so cool. And she's like, Kara, that is normal. Like, a guy should be saying those things. A mature, emotionally healthy man should be telling you to be safe and get home safe, blah, all those things. And it was baffling to realize I've been so used to being treated like actual trash that I guess I really don't know (laughs) where the bar is. I'm like, this man's like exceeding my expectations because he's being genuinely nice. Something else I had to work on lately in therapy is that I've been standing on business (laughs) a lot lately with men, and I'm going to explain that in a bit in regards to the City Flake. But this new guy and I haven't spent much time together, so I was telling my therapist, like, forget it, it's taking too long, I don't want a pen pal, I'm just gonna break apart from whatever the fuck's going on here. She was like, alright, this is, like, where our work is, like, we have to figure out when to be firm in situations and when to be soft, like, especially with guys. Because I'm doing the most sometimes with just cutting off everyone. (laughs) And my therapist essentially said, Coward, get a grip and give him another chance. He literally told you from the beginning that these months are crazy for him. He really doesn't have that much time to offer you and flip the perspective because even with this crazy busy schedule, he's calling you, he's texting you on his breaks, he's asking how your day was and you're the person he's talking to when he has free time. And I was like, oh, like, okay, fair. (laughs) Because I was getting anxious and like, fuck it. We're only texting. I'm over this. And she suggested going out on a limb and kind of sitting back and then see. And I'm like, what do you mean going out on a limb? And she's like, what if you baked him something? Because we know my love language is like acts of service, gift giving, and doing stuff for people. And especially in the holiday season, I love baking stuff for my friends, like guys or girls and dropping it off. I start freaking out. (laughs) And we talked about this for literally an hour today. It feels very vulnerable to me to express that I actually care about a man. It's different when I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm into you, I want to get to know you, because I feel like there's no stakes there. We don't really know each other yet if I'm saying that. And if you don't want to, cool, I'm on to the next. But taking the time, I mean, it is personal. It's a personal thing to take the time to make something or bake something for someone and then to give, like, oh God, I'm like cringing. It's freaking me out right now just thinking about it. Like, I'm just so used to standing on business lately and being a boss ass bitch. And I'm like, I have to show a man I actually care this is really freaking me out. I've never made something for a situationship of mine, but I, I th- I'm going to do it. I have to. She was like, if nothing else, it's practice. You have nothing to lose by putting yourself out there more. She's like, it's a freaking trail mix, Kara. Like, get a grip. 
So I'm, I think I'm going to do it next week and maybe I'll write a tiny card too, like something light and fun. Oh, I'm really scared. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I have to like get detached from the outcome. Like if I get ghosted after and he thinks I'm crazy, I'm just going to have to live with that. <laughs> like it's if I'm dating the man, it's totally different. I'll be like a whole wife, but this is a bit bold for me. I don't know. If nothing else, it'll be good content too. And it's interesting to see myself getting nervous and not feel too confident about this situation because that hasn't been the vibe, vibe lately. But this gets us now into the city flake. I've got a lot to say here. On the topic of food, <laughs> I slept over one week, not a whole week. I slept over one night a couple weeks ago and I woke up at like 6am maybe. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I want to go home. And I texted my mom to see if she was awake because I wanted her to like open the house. So I'm not locked outside at seven in the morning in the freezing cold after I Ubered home. I'm trying to be quiet. I'm looking for my bags and my shoes and he wakes up. Basically, I ended up staying until later. And my mom answers me at like 9.30 and she's like, if you're awake, you should have made him breakfast in bed or something. Are you crazy? <laughs> she only knows a little bit about how he's treated me, but the last thing this city flake fucking deserves from me is a whole meal from a professional chef. Good fucking bye. <laughs> Even if I wasn't a chef, I'm still not cooking for the flakiest guy I have ever encountered. Can you imagine, like, he flakes on me for months, texts me once a week, and I sleep over one night and wake him up with a whole breakfast in bed ordeal? Like, fuck no. Be for fucking real. I If I told you guys that I did that, you all better be real with me and DM me and be like, Kara, stand the fuck up. Get off the fucking ground for this man. Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So the city man, I did not, I did not cook for him. What we have to talk about with him is... He was doing well for a minute. I was kind of impressed. He seemed like he was stepping up, making more of an effort. I mean, it was the bare minimum still, but it was more than before. Before there wasn't even, we were just rock bottom. But he was texting kind of more frequently. And by frequently, I mean like four messages in a day, maybe. Something worth noting for me personally was the lack of flirting and banter. There wasn't much of that. There is in person kind of with us, but it's hard to build any sort of connection or get invested when someone's texting sucks. Like, you don't need to be talking all the time, but, like, I think flirting and banter is important here and there. I've got 20 different men sliding my DMs, and none of them is the guy I'm actually engaging back with. Like, that's unreal to me. <laughs> like, can you flirt with me? Compliment me? Send me something? Like, I always say I don't need a pen pal, but flirting does play a role. You need a little bit of that. It doesn't need to be excessively 24-7 every day. But the here and there definitely makes a difference, especially when you're building a connection, getting to know someone more, and just getting the ball rolling for when you do see each other in person. So at one point, he texted me. He was like, I was busy this past weekend, but I want to plan something soon for us. And I was like, yeah, I'd like that. Keep me posted. I've got a lot coming up. Then he wishes me a happy Thanksgiving. The next day, I sent him a picture of something I cooked. It was just like a wholesome text because it was like one of his favorite meals or something he has a lot, whatever. <laughs> and he goes ghost just doesn't respond I was like oh like maybe he's just busy today the entire weekend does not answer and I didn't feel anxious which was cool for me to know about myself I've been working on a more secure attachment and I've mentioned this I think in last episode how this kind of disrespect and mistreatment doesn't make me take it personally I'm just like that behavior is unattractive like how you act right now like that's not cute I don't like that like, I want a guy to seem excited to see my text. I want a sense of urgency, excitement. They're like, oh my god, Kara texted me, let me answer. 
not like, let me wait till fucking Monday and get back to you. Monday, he texts me. No apology, no accountability, just, oops, that looks insane. How are you? Oops? <laughs> A 28-year-old man, you're gonna say oops? Like, I, what, crazy. So I leave it on red. I'm not into it. And he texts back again a couple days later, and he was like, I deserved that. I guess the red receipt. I emphasize the text because, yeah, you're right. Like, you're not wrong there. And still no apology, no explanation. He's just not even trying. Following week, I don't say, like, I'm not initiating a conversation. I'm, I'm like, not interested, really. And he reaches out again the following week saying, hi, may I redeem myself this weekend? And I have stuff going on. I have a wedding. I have a Jets game, so I can't. Which was frustrating because it took you two full weeks to circle back to your original text that you would make plans for us. Like, mm, no. And he said something like, when I said I couldn't, he's like, it feels lazy of me. I wanted to plan something with you. And I really acknowledge that because, yeah, it was lazy of you. It doesn't take two fucking weeks to make plans with someone when you're taking things seriously. But he's not taking it seriously. Like, that's the problem. And I slept on it. I was like, let me see how I feel about this. I was like, Kara, you gotta be real right now. Like, he hasn't changed since five months ago when I met him. He is a 28-year-old behaving like this. Like, I can't get past the age, not because it's too old, but because, because his behavior is so immature. He can't communicate. He can't make plans. You don't need to be a big texter, a caller, or a caller to make an effort and build a connection. Again, it is important to a degree, like I just said, but we do not need to be texting all the time. If you are crazy with work, like, so is this other man who's texting and calling when he has a break. He also doesn't flirt. He, like, there's no compliments. There's no, like, flirty banter over text. <laughs> I had more flirty banter in an hour conversation with my past fling the other day than I've had in the five months of talking to the city flake. And I'm the self-proclaimed queen of flirting. Like, it's just so fun for me, and I enjoy doing it, and I'm good at it. And I haven't brought out that side of me because he just doesn't give me anything to work with. Like, no compliments. Literally any. Slide in my DMs at this point. I don't know. <laughs> it's not even his age I think it's just his personality like he, he might just not be a flirty guy and the problem here is is that this man still has belongings of mine and I'm sure you guys can take one guess what I forgot my fucking ring the bane of my existence I can't wear them anymore because they go everywhere but on my fingers and this one is a sentimental one it's not expensive at all so it's not really the end of the world, but it does mean something to me, and I've had it for a long time because of kind of the meaning behind it. But I also left a hair ribbon there, but, like, that's not a big deal. I'll find a new one to buy. And I asked him to mail my stuff because he said he was going to be away for the next two weeks, and I didn't want to wait forever to get it. Radio silence after this text, after I asked him. And that was just the icing on the cake. It was intentional and disrespectful to ignore those texts. And he was also posted on Instagram. So, like, again, you just, like, just kind of a dick move. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you're playing too many games. I think it's a power thing for him, too. And he finally responds, like, I think a day and a half later. He's like, sure, just tell me where. I sent him my address, and he said, I wish I could see you in person instead. Now, I might have surprised him with this last one. I don't think <laughs> this last text. I don't think he saw it coming that I was going to be calling it quits. But I replied with, me too, and I've enjoyed spending time with you, but honestly, I need a man that's going to show up consistently, and this hasn't been working for me. Great text. No emotion. To the point. I'm stating my boundaries. I don't think he was expecting it, but it shouldn't surprise him because I've said since the fucking beginning that he's a flake, and he's aware of it. He's just choosing not to do anything about it. I'm not going to make a man change for me. I'm just going to remove myself. 
And I'm telling my male coworker this, the one I mentioned earlier, and he's cracking up at this story. He was like, basically like, you're so fucking dumb. He's never going to send you your stuff now that you just ended it. He's probably going to be petty about it. You're never going to see that thing again. And I was like, damn, like you're a hundred percent right. And he was just like, what did you learn from this situation? I was like, I guess not to jump the gun, like wait till I get my stuff back and then I could say whatever the fuck I want. But it just got to the point where his disrespect and lack of urgency with me was so, it made him so unattractive to me that I just didn't care anymore. Like kind of accepted I might never see this stuff again and that might be worth it if I never have to talk to him again. Like it was just, he's just so disrespectful and it's so mind boggling because he's very different in person and he's just a total piece of shit over text. Sorry, that was really mean. Douchebag over text. Anyways, so I told my therapist as well, and she was kind of explaining ways an emotionally mature man would handle this situation. Like when I asked originally for him to mail my stuff, he could have been like, how about I meet you halfway in person, then we can go out after, or let's grab a drink and I'll give it to you, or like, let me take you out for for lunch by you, or like actually make an effort to come see me by me instead of me trekking to the city instead of sending it like that's how a guy that's actually interested in me and mature and knows how to communicate would behave and that was eye-opening because I didn't even think of any of those things could be a possibility but she's right and I do deserve that kind of treatment I thought I was gonna be a little upset you know like the downfall of another character but honestly I just don't really care if I ever see him again which sounds harsh and I don't mean that in a malicious way, but I just feel very neutral towards it. Like, I have fun with him when I'm in person, but it's definitely not worth the headache of dealing with his texts. I enjoyed myself every time I saw him. Like, I don't really have any complaints there, but just his communication style and the immaturity is just bringing his hotness scale down, like, a good five points. (laughs) We had, like, engaging, attentive, and, like, intellectual conversations in person, but flakiness and inconsistency, inconsistency, it's just, it's enough. He was getting too comfortable. I think that I would just give him chances over and over again and comfortable with walking all over me. So mm, I'm good on that. And he needed to be put in his place, which I'm sure is humbling because I'm 22 and have better communication skills than a 28-year-old guy. But here we are. That does not give me much faith in men, but it's all right. Hopefully there's good ones out there. I like to give people second chances, as we know, and give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I gave this one, this man, a lot. Like, another way he could have handled this was, like, I messed up, he owns it, and he's like, can I have a do-over, this, this, and this I'm going to do moving forward. And, like, is actively trying to be a better person, maybe. But he still hasn't even responded to the text, so who knows what it's looking like for me at this point. I mean, he has my address now, so maybe send, like, a bouquet of flowers, a gift, an apology letter. (laughs) No, but that's where the bar is now with this man. Whatever, if I never see my jewelry again, I guess this is just giving me a good story to tell, and karma can take care of the rest if he keeps that and knows it's sentimental to me. And and another important note to make, which I'm reminding myself, is that his behavior is not personal, which I, I know, which is why I think I've been so secure in how I've handled this and how I've been emotionally react. Like, I haven't really had an emotional reaction because I'm just like, this is annoying. Like, your behavior is immature. I'm good. I'm moving on. And it's nothing to do with me. It's everything to do with him. So that's on the city flake. And we, like I said in the description here, probably every podcast character this episode. So we're moving on to who else slid in my DMs one night while I'm in the city. My freaking fiance, who was demoted to FBI man. 
your spark notes on his demotion is the demotion a word I don't know but <laughs> is he was calling me the night I actually ended up meeting the city flake this summer so I never saw him and then Sunday night so he's calling me on a Friday night Sunday night he posts Instagram pics kill, kissing a girl so I never spoke to him again after that one because what the fuck he facetimed me one like Thursday evening at 9 p.m I'm startled. Everyone that knows me knows not to call me past like 8 p.m. on a weekday. I'm not fucking answering. I am in bed. And I also didn't have his number saved. So I'm like, I text the number. Who's this? I recognize the area code a bit. So I like kind of had an inkling. And he says his name. And I was like, oh boy. And this was funny. He was like, so can I ring you again? Or are you recording a podcast right now? He was a big podcast advocate. He was asking me constantly to be spoken about, so here are his five minutes of fame again. His episode this past summer, that was a doozy. That one got quite a bit of traction. I'm sure he sent that one around. But anyway, so I don't end up answering him, and that weekend I post a story in the city, and he swipes up, and he was like, meet me at some bar. He wanted me to come to him, and if we remember his original episode, his red flag was wanting me to chase him, like, do all the work. And I'm like, no, not this time around. And he says something like, rooting for you to find me tonight. And that was so unattractive to me. Like, bye. I'm not running around New New York City to find a man. Like, I'll pass. He is not the prize here. You can run around New York City trying to find me. But then he followed up, like, let me know where you go out tonight. And I just didn't answer. I didn't respond. And if I'm being completely transparent, I ended up at the City Flakes apartment. (laughs) So... Yikes, City Flake 2, Fiance 0. Now, (laughs) another man who made his rounds is my toxic situationship. I don't think I ever finished this story. I mentioned it, like, in the summer. But he started liking old Instagram selfies, like my thirst traps and my Instagram highlights. And to be completely honest, I returned the favor. I stalked some of his pics. I was liking them. What was the point? I don't know. I guess we were just acknowledging we're both, like being stirring the pot right now but then it gets back to me that he's a girlfriend he is liking my bathing suit shots and stalking me and making it clear he's stalking me and thinking about me while he is fully in another relationship glad that just confirmed he's done no self-growth on his part and when I found out he's a girlfriend I immediately pulled back and unliked his pictures and stuff and I was like okay fuck no if my boyfriend was liking his exes or past girl selfies like stalking her Like, not even, like, you're scrolling down the home feed liking pictures. Like, you're pulling up her profile and liking her. No. We'd have a serious convo. Might consider a breakup there. I don't like that at all. I think that's crazy. And I actually also think it's whack when a guy has his, like, ex-girlfriend still on his Instagram. Maybe that's controversial, but that's bizarre as fuck. Like, why is she still up there? Like, you guys broke up two years ago. Every guy that I've talked to that has had pictures of his ex still up on his Instagram, is also still in contact with her. So take that as your warning sign, ladies, if you ever see that. All right, anyways, though, he's been liking my pictures lately, and then I see him at the bar not too long ago. Totally caught me off guard. Did not expect to see him. And we didn't engage. I'm on friendly terms with all of my past guys, except for this one. I'll acknowledge any of them. I might not have a whole life recap with them in a bar, but I'll definitely hug them and say hello. But this one lost that privilege this summer. You can listen to the Navigating Your Hometown episode, or maybe it's the one after that where I kind of debriefed that situation. But basically, that was the first time we saw each other in months, and he was just a dick, so I was like, okay, I'm not even going to give you the bare minimum here. If people saw us in the bar, though, they would probably have no freaking idea we had 
we were so into each other at some point, like, let alone have a trauma bond, which is crazy because we just do not acknowledge each other's existence. Honestly, I think I had the most feelings for him out of all my situationships. I definitely did. Like, we had a very deep connection and I allowed myself to be seen in such a vulnerable light with him compared to other guys, but we don't give each other the time of day anymore. We didn't acknowledge each other, but I did feel him staring at me, staring me down the entire time. So actually, if we were ever in the same room again, it's probably the guy glaring at me from the corner. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, he's still stalking me and liking old pictures as of a couple days ago, and I'm not engaging at all anymore. He is testing my boundaries for sure. I think he believes if he keeps trying, he'll wear me down eventually, which truthfully probably would have worked in the past I would give in and probably say something ask what the deal is yell at him give him reaction or cause an issue but I'm just remaining in unbothered facade because I know that kills him and I know he feeds off of drama and attention and he wants me to care so bad I just cannot give that him that satisfaction which like yeah I'm talking about on the podcast but I got to give you guys new content and remind you they always come back so yeah, that's the toxic situationship. Not much to say about him aside from that. And now we're going to wrap up with my two other situationships with who I'm not going to give really many hints at or character names here for privacy's sake. But I FaceTimed them. Well, actually, I FaceTimed one of them one evening, totally out of pocket and random because we haven't spoken in a minute. But we're on good terms. We have a good relationship for the most part. We're very friendly so I FaceTimed him randomly, and I wanted to talk to him about an interview I had in a job position because I wanted to hear his thoughts on it, and I'm not really going to, I guess, explain why, but he was a good person to talk it through with. And I haven't even kissed this guy in years, so it's definitely more of a friendly dynamic in my opinion, but he was the first person I told about a couple job opportunities I was looking at, and I told him about another potential sport I would maybe go into. Not too long after, actually, I don't even think I got, told you guys the job position I accepted. We'll do that in another episode. But not too long after, I'm out one night and one of his friends comes up to me and says something. He said something along the lines of like, oh, I heard you had an interview for blank. So-and-so was saying you needed a new team to run through. And then he like starts laughing. And then he makes a couple other sexual remarks where the main theme was, I only want that job to sleep around and see men or that they're interviewing interviewing me because of like looks or something sexual and I was drunk I was triggered my blood was boiling but I'm gonna stay neutral to this guy I'm not gonna give him a reaction so I just laughed and walked away but I immediately text that past situation of mine I was like we need to talk call me right fucking now (laughs) and he's scared of me I know he is scared of me which is not very feminine energy of me but I don't give a fuck I'm not really pursuing anything with this man so whatever, I'll be in my masculine for this dynamic. (laughs) And I know he's intimidated by me and it's kind of bad I took advantage of this, but I sent him that text. He's texting me back like, oh God, what's wrong? I call him and I go off. I step outside the bar and I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you portray me in that light? I hadn't told anyone yet about these opportunities and you're going around adding your own spin on things. Like, when are you going to grow the fuck up? get my name out of your fucking mouth, like, cursing. I'm like, get my name out of your fucking mouth. Stop sexualizing me. You've always done this. I don't understand why. Going off. And I had a strong reaction to a silly comment, clearly. I also haven't went off on a guy in a minute because I've been 
decent about being neutral and none of them have been worth wasting my breath on. But this one cut deep for me, and let's get into that. A reoccurring problem with this guy and I from the past was he was always telling his friends stuff about us or twisting things to put himself in a better light. Will like go out of his way to say how into him I was or that I was obsessed with him and I liked him so much? Which if a guy is ever saying that about a girl that's coming from a complete place of insecurity, like you are not confident enough in yourself if you have to go around saying this girl likes me so much, oh my gosh. He was not private enough and I am very private. We know that especially about intimacy from that episode. But I don't really talk about many things with my friends. They didn't even know who the last guy I was kind of seeing was until literally this summer. There was just always a constant problem of him making remarks and them getting back to me. And it's been years, like I said, since we've even kissed or been even like alone with each other. And it was just frustrating. He hadn't seemed to have outgrown the childish bullshit we used to go through. Sexual comments, that's something I probably should let roll off my back, but it does pro- it does bother me. And that is a me problem and internal work I have to do. But it just gets very frustrating that no matter how passionate I am about something or how much I might excel at something, guys will attribute my success to physical appearance or something sexual. Like, I just find it so disrespectful, and it's something that I think comes with the territory, so I need to get thicker skin as if I'm going to be a woman in sports. But if you listen to my hookup culture episode, you already know my thoughts on those things and where I stand. But when guys say stuff like, oh, you've probably slept with half the team already, or guy friends of mine have said like numerous times like, oh, they probably saw you had a fat ass and decided to hire you. Like, excuse me? Like, what are you saying? And like, maybe I'll laugh at it the first time. And I know it probably sounds dumb to people, but it's just, it's so frustrating to me if I'm in the sports field. Like, I can't just be good at what I do and I can't be a hard worker. Like, there must be some sexual aspect to it is what I'm getting at. He, the guy ended up apologizing. He said he didn't explain it that way, that his friend actually put his own twist on it and that it's not his fault whatever. Like, I let it go. Obviously, alcohol doesn't help at all, and I do not recommend ever having confrontations drunk, and I've been better about that lately, so that was a moment of weakness of mine. Again, it just felt disrespectful, and it hurt because I thought we had been good and friendly lately, and it just kind of sucked hearing that I was spoken about in that way, which it's out of my control. How other people treat you is a reflection of themselves and their own insecurities from the four agreements. Everyone should read that book. Yeah, I have to tell my therapist about that, and maybe we'll talk through that more. And I saw him a couple weeks later. We were fine. Back to normal. But moving on to another guy. He's the last man I think we're going to talk about today. I texted him recently. I haven't seen this one in a minute either. I initiated the conversation, we could say. (laughs) And I was cracking up in my phone the entire time texting him. Miss talking to someone with that energy. I appreciate it more too now that I'm talking to other people and there's like no flirting whatsoever. I can't be flirting with someone I haven't been with and barely seen in months and the guys I'm actually seeing are just the worst texters. Like this is a problem. (laughs) I need sarcastic banter in my life. I'm just not being fulfilled in that category right now. And down the line, I would love to just sit down with this guy, like get a drink maybe and just talk. I think I would have a great time and enjoy his company. Like I think we'd just be cracking up the whole time. And I don't mean that in a dating kind of way because, to be completely honest, this guy treated me like trash on the fucking side of the road (laughs) when we were talking. But he is a fun guy to just have like a light and amusing conversation with every now and then. Actually, maybe we shouldn't be grabbing a drink. I don't think alcohol will lead to anything. 
responsible but is that like an adult thing to do like can you just meet up with past people to catch up and have a conversation with i just think people's lives and perspectives are so interesting and i love the banter part like i don't know can i call up my ex and be like hey i know we haven't spoken in six years but let's go get coffee and catch up (laughs) yeah no i definitely couldn't do that with any of my past guys and their attachment styles they would probably be like this girl is still fucking in love with me i knew it she's obsessed with me I gotta get out of here. I don't have any mature ones in my life that I think would even be open to that idea or initiate it, but hey, a girl can dream. I'm scared of dates with random men, but somehow this sounds more appealing to me because I would know what I'm signing up for. Like, this guy and I were going back and forth over text, but he is an expert at breadcrumbing and love bombing. No, love bombing is not saying... I love you. Someone asked me, I called someone a love bomber one time. They're like, I've never told you I loved you. And I was like, that is not what love bombing is. Go look up breadcrumbing and love bombing. It's probably the guys that don't know what it is. (laughs) So you guys can look that up. But I know exactly how he works now and how his attachment style is. So I know why he's going to behave in certain ways. So it's only light and fun because there's no stakes. I'm not actually invested. I know how our story ends and I know what to end his fate. When we began talking, and this didn't bode over to, is bo- I think it is bode over, but this didn't go over too well for me because I didn't yet know how he operated, so it was a manipulative cycle. Especially with avoidant attachment styles, that's kind of how the roller coaster goes, of feeling high and very close with the person, and then they get scared or triggered and don't want to feel close or build that connection, so they have to regulate themselves and pull back, and then the cycle kind of repeats itself, so... That might be a dangerous game to play with him, but I did genuinely enjoy kind of reconnecting with him and glad it was on a good note. Who knows how the dynamic will be next time I see him, but I did I did miss that and I appreciated that con- I guess <laughs> I guess we'll call it a conversation. It was ridiculous, but I don't want to tell you guys what it was about. Um, but I'm putting out good energy to all of my boys for 2024. Maybe one of them will step up and I'll be able to have a genuine reconnection with, even if that's just on a friendly level, which I'd be fine with. But I'm putting out into the universe a quality man coming for me. (laughs) No stakes, just good vibes, enjoying company. But this was a needed emergency press conference. So shout out Engage Man for being the catalyst to this episode. And thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you.